my least favorite person, right? Can I pick your brain? Sounds painful, should be illegal, right? Can I pick your brain, people, though, can be now, for me, somebody I'm actually happy to hear. Because can I pick your brain is I need help. How much more successful would you be if you had lunch once a week with insanely successful entrepreneurs who share their biggest secrets on how they think and achieve success? Grab your seat at the table, because this is Business Lunch with Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice. Hey, business owners. At Scalable, we know there are three key steps to getting your team clear on where they are in relation to your company's goals. The first step is to identify three to five metrics that tell the clearest story on how this team is helping the company hit its growth goals. The second step is to create clear targets so your team can declare in advance what winning looks like. And the third step is to measure these targets on a weekly basis. When your team is forced to interact with the numbers themselves, they begin to truly know their numbers. If you want to see how we track our numbers here at Scalable, you can get a free template at businesslunchpodcast.com slash dashboard. That's businesslunchpodcast.com slash dashboard. So um, I'm going to talk with you about consulting for equity, which I think is really, really exciting. If you are, uh, and I know Ryan asked, but I couldn't see through the curtain well. Do any of you do consulting now at all? Yeah, okay. A few of you. Um, have any of you thought about doing it, but haven't done it yet? A few? Okay, cool. So this will be good because the challenge with consulting is that generally it doesn't really build wealth and um, you can really turn it around to make it do amazing things. So I had a challenge um, with productivity at the end of 2019, just before the whole pandemic started. And I was setting my goals for 2020 and I, I, I was like, I want to be more productive. I've got too many things going on. How can I do that? And so um, there were a lot of meetings that I was having that just didn't go anywhere. It's like a lot of people are like, hey, can I meet with you and, and talk with you? And it's like, okay, that's cool. But then nothing happens. And um, too much advice given that people don't take. Have you ever been frustrated because somebody takes your time and you volunteer it because you want to help them and you give them great advice and then they come up to you six months or a year later and ask you exactly the same question that they asked you before. And you're like, did you do any of the stuff that I talked about? No, nah, because I was busy and stuff. Life got in the way. And that's very frustrating and it's not fair to you, right? Also, there's a lot of deals that I would look at that didn't really pan out. Like we'd be talking about doing something and nothing would happen from it. And um, overall, there just wasn't enough time to do all the things that I wanted to do. So the solution to me is that I think you can get paid to vet deals. So I wasn't doing consulting. I'll tell you about that in a second. But um, you can get paid to vet deals and have them lead to both cash and equity. Equity meaning ownership, right? So I had all these people asking me for stuff, asking me for advice. Can I help all this? And I said, what I'm going to do to get more time is I'm going to charge something for it to basically scare them all away, right? And not because I don't want to help, but because it wasn't good for me and my family and the time that I was spending. And I also wanted anybody that I spent time with to actually value the time. If it's free, generally it's not valued. So I started, I said, I'm going to charge, I don't know, $18,000 for a half day um, consulting. I had never done that before. And um, I had no idea if anybody would do that or not. I didn't really care because to me, it was just a way to put something in the path of having so much time that I was spending talking to other people. And um, we had done, does anybody here know Dan Kennedy? 
Anybody remember a few? Okay, that's cool. Uh, so I had gone and done a consult several years ago with Ryan and Perry to mean old Dan's house, in, which is in a basement in Cleveland, by the way. You have to fly to Cleveland and then you go, he, he picks you up in an old car and you go to his house and he takes you down in the basement and gives you Atkins nutrition bars for lunch. It's, it's a really interesting experience. But anyway, he charged $18,000 to do that. I was like, okay, I'm going to charge $18,000. And so um, I was at uh, one of our War Room masterminds and um, I got somebody that said uh, on Facebook message, it said, hey, do you, uh, do, you do consulting? Uh, can I get your idea on this. And I said, the way I do that is it's $18,000 for a half day. I'd never done it before. I went and spoke and I figured I'd never hear from this person again. I went back and he had replied and said, okay, sounds good. Cause I had said in the thing, and I'll give you the exact text that I use, but I had said, um, the way I do it is it's $18,000 for a half day. It's up to four hours. Um, if you, if this is a fit, the investment is 18,000. I said, investment, not the fee. And uh, if this is a fit, let me know and I'll send you the one-page consulting agreement and the wire instructions. So don't talk to me for hours and hours. Either you want to do it or you don't. And um, he sent back and he said, okay. And then I was like, well, crap, I don't have an agreement and I don't have wiring instructions. So I'm going to have to do this now. So I, uh, I emailed our finance guy and said, can you send me wire instructions? And um, I put together a quick uh, one-page simple agreement and I sent it to him. And again, I figured I'd never hear from him again. And the next day he sent me back a wire confirmation and said, okay, I sent the money. I was like, well, this is pretty cool. So over the last um, 18 months or so, I have done about 75 of those. And uh, along the way, I raised the fee about 18 months ago, right? I did it for a little bit and I got too many people and I was like, okay, I'm gonna raise the fee to 25K. So it's 25K for, you know, for four hours of time. But my goal is that this is a side hustle. This isn't my main thing. And it can be for you guys too, right? It can just be a whole bunch of found money. So my big hope for you takeaway wise is that you leave here saying, I can consult. I'll tell you exactly how to figure out what to do and all that kind of stuff, uh, where to find people. But um, I can consult. And in doing that, I'll do a few things. One is I'll make some extra money up front, which is cool. Two is I can have equity in a whole bunch of companies that I would not have otherwise had the opportunity to do that with and that that equity will actually build significantly, significantly into real wealth. And for me, it's been tens of millions of dollars over the last few months, right? It's, it's a crazy effective strategy. So um, five to six figures a month to your income, tens of millions in equity value. So I've done a whole bunch of these deals over the last several years with equity, with equity where I, people would come to me and, and offer equity in their companies, but recently it stepped up tremendously because I tied together the consulting with the equity, which is what we're sharing here. Okay, so um, there's no money out of pocket when you're doing this. I'm a big fan of not having to do that. It's really just solving the problems of people that come to me for advice. And I'm gonna give you nine ways to find these people also, okay? So here's what you wanna ask them. You wanna ask them when you consult, What's your end game? Because a lot of us are like, if we haven't done this before, how could I possibly get $25,000 or $5,000 or $1,500 from somebody to, to give them advice about something? You can because you're here and you already have tremendous specialized knowledge. You already have ridiculous value. So for anybody that's got a business that's going, how hard is it going to be for you to give them one little tweak to that business that can make them an extra $50,000, right? 
The key is only do business with people who have businesses that are already working. All the people that are starting up, unless you want to be a startup consultant, you say, hey, I don't, I'm not really good at that, but there's a lot of good resources, and you just have an auto text thing. So you do text replacement in your phone so that you can type in SU for startup, maybe. And then it just says, hey, I've got a bunch of good startup. Re I don't really do that. I've got a bunch of good resources. Here they are, and it's got links, and you just type SU and it fills it out in all of your social media and everything else, and you end up giving great advice, and you don't piss them off, but you also don't waste time, right? Because time is really important. So when you do this, you want to say, what's your end game? What is your end game? And if you could wave a magic wand and, and change anything about the business right now, what would it be? If you could wave a magic wand, um, what are the biggest challenges that you're facing right now? And what are the biggest, this is really important, what are the biggest constraints or the biggest roadblocks that are stopping you from that. Because a lot of people feel like they know what they need to do, but they still can't do it. It's all those people that ask you for advice and then come back and ask you for the exact same advice six months later, right? There's a roadblock that's in the way, so if you can identify that and help them get past it, that's worth a lot to them. Also, who are the people that you would most like to be connected to? Your network is hugely valuable. When the pandemic first started, um, and I was doing these, I had several people that came and they're like, my whole business is gone. I'm like, okay, tell me about that. Well, we do events, so we're having a big event, and it's usually a $3 million event for us, or a $5 million event, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, what about doing it virtually? Yeah, we don't know how to do that. Okay, great, so I would literally just text them together with all the people that they needed to get their virtual event done, and they would make, one of them came back and said, I literally made twice as much last year as I made this year. Normally, we take home about 800,000 from this. We took home a million six this year. That's crazy value only because you know people that they don't, right? That's a very valuable thing that you have to offer. So um, it's also good when you're starting to, to do this to have a reality check to be sure that the expectations that people have are reasonable. So my friend John Asaroff told me something that Brené Brown uh, talks about, which is paint it done. So you can use either of these things. Paint it done is, hey, okay, so... After we do this consult, paint me a picture of what it looks like now that we're done. Like, we did the consult, you've done whatever I suggest you do. They're like, okay, this is it. The second thing is to use Dan Sullivan's Dan Sullivan question, which is, if we were sitting here meeting a year from today, what would have had to have happened both personally and professionally for you to feel happy with your progress, right? And he wrote a whole book called The Dan Sullivan Question. Uh, spoiler alert, that's the book. But... Um, it's a great question, right? Because it future paces them to say, is this something I think I can do for this person? Because if you can't, if you deal with somebody that's got unreasonable expectations or expectations you're going to do something beyond what you're able to do, then you'll only disappoint them. So just skip that, right? Because you don't need people that are unhappy saying, you know, oh, they, they're not that great. You know, I paid them a bunch of money and they weren't that great. So those two things are really, really important. The problem and the reason that I didn't do this for years and years and years is that to me, consulting businesses are generally a dancing bear business. The dancing bear business is, as long as I'm dancing up here on stage, people will throw money and deals at me, but when I stop, I don't get anything. And that's from a conversation Tony Robbins had with Dean Graciosi, and he was like, man, we're the dancing bears. That's the problem. That's the whole reason that Tony wrote Money Master the Game and cut a deal with a mutual fund company to raise a bunch of money. He's like, if I get a billion dollars under management, then the fees from that will take care of me for the rest of my life. I won't have to go do another thing. I, I like doing it and I want to, but at some point when I'm not able to, 
I'll be taken care of. So you might want to think about the same thing because so many of us are, are trading dollars for hours that we are in fact dancing bears. The traditional consulting business is that. So I was like, I don't really want to have that business and when the content stops or whatever, right, then the show is, is down and, and, and we have to find something else to do. So the solution to me to this is that if you can get paid to vet deals, to find and vet deals that would be good for you and then get paid equity to actually do the work, then that's a really cool solution, okay? So old way, if you're doing just consulting or if you're just giving people free advice, you might have income or not, but you don't have any wealth, right? So you might have to do a whole bunch of business to make the money that you wanna make and keep doing new business because it's not recurring generally. We do this consulting and then the, we've done our thing, we've added the value and then it's gone, right? This can be very low volume. I'm okay with four to six deals a year, right? That's really cool for me. Um, a one-time fee that you get normally when you're consulting turns into recurring revenue, which is a big, big deal, right? It, it's effectively passive income because you've got an equity interest in the business, right? Now, uh, it's not transactional, whereas tra most consulting is like, hey man, give me 25 grand and I'll give you this advice, right? That's a transaction. Hey, let's, let's look at your business and figure out how we can work together as partners to take it to the next level. That's relational. It's so much better, right? Um, immediate taxes. If you are doing normal consulting deals, but if you get equity in companies, there's a lot of ways so that you don't actually have to pay any taxes when you receive the equity. There's a lot of strategies for doing that. And then high competition because you're competing with everybody else in the world who's a consultant, which is, by the way, everybody else in the world, it seems sometimes, right? Um, instead of that, it's very, very low competition because what you're offering is the opportunity to potentially partner with you and your positioning changes because you now are the person of authority that they've already paid to help them with their business. So when you go in and razzle-dazzle-frazzle with all of the genius that you've got, then they're like, this is awesome. How do I get more of this? You don't have to sell at all. They will ask you and you will say no to all the ones that aren't perfect, right? And you, get to, you still get to have the upfront consulting money. Also, Frank Kern and I were having a conversation the other night, and he was like, he just, he said, man, I just stopped doing my fourth agency. I'm like, yeah, so how many times, he's like, I don't know how many times it's going to take me to, to, to never do an agency again. I just, I like the idea of it because I like helping people, but I hate it, and I never make money at it, even though it's like I watch it go up, but I never actually make profit, so I'm not doing that anymore. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. And he said, here's the problem. When you are an agency or when you are a uh, consultant or when you are a contractor that people hire, you are a provider. When you are a partner, you are a genius. And I thought that was really insightful because you want to be the genius that comes in and creates value for the people that you do work with. You don't want to be perceived as a provider because providers get paid typically an hourly wage. Geniuses get paid bits of companies. Okay, so the three-step plan is very simple. It's get clients, get paid, and then get equity. So how do we do that? The first thing, just like when we're looking to buy a business, you're effectively thinking, how am I going to buy a business with my efforts, right? So the first thing we think about in mergers and acquisitions is we think, what are my acquisition criteria? So in advance, instead of just taking anybody that comes along, you get to design who you want to do business with based on the companies that you would like to ultimately have some equity in. 
So identify your ideal uh, consulting a client. What I start with is the exit. What are the, what are the industries that I'm going to be able to go into and help that will have the greatest exit value. So this is a chart that starts with, and I, uh, fortunately you can see it pretty good up here, right? It starts with smaller companies. EBITDA is a fancy way of saying profits. It's earnings before uh, interest, what is it? Earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Um, but you can see on the left side, we're talking about what is the size of the company? Note that the company increases between 3.3 times and 7.5 times more in value as the EBITDA gets up to 50 million and above. So one of the cool things is that as you think about where you're going to be able to take the company, you can say, I'm interested in companies in certain categories of, um, uh, certain categories of what they do and certain sizes that have the biggest growth potential. Your biggest growth potential is gonna happen going really from under a million dollars in EBITDA, which could be, I've, I mean, I've dealt with 60 million, $70 million companies in sales that weren't taking a million dollars to the bottom line. So what's cool is you can have tremendous impact there, even with marketing, with any of the things that we can do. So I look there and I say, okay, well, where do I have the biggest chance to grow? I really have the biggest chance to grow from smaller ones that are five million or under in EBITDA right now and up. So I like that, but I don't really like companies that, that don't have enough profit to work. And I'm gonna give you a formula for you to determine who you should work with based on what you want. Um, but that's the first thing. There's another um, profit definition called SDE. SDE applies to owner-operated companies, so if the owner doesn't show up to work anymore, that company would probably not continue to be around. That's going to be an SDE, or seller discretionary earnings number. If it's professionally managed so that the owner could leave and take a vacation for a year or two and come back, and it would be as good or better than it was before, that's going to be an EBITDA company. But the same thing, you can see the multiples go from 1 to about 4.25 in, in these uh, smaller owner-operated companies based on what the uh, earnings are. Okay, the best industries to look at, there's several, you can see business services and healthcare uh, and information technology and financial services are kind of the best, um, but manufacturing and the other categories are as well. So this just is helping you to me say, these are the places that I think that I would like to work where I can find clients and do good. So what type of consulting services are you going to provide? There's a few different kinds. I think there's four primarily. There's ops, where you're helping them to optimize how the company is actually working, right? So if you can help them to do better in how things work with what they've already got going, that's operational consulting. There's advisory, where you're just going to kind of sit on a board. You're not going to go into the company and do anything. You're just going to get a few points in the company to say, here's what I think you should do. What if you did that? What if you tried that? What if you did that, right? Advisory is really cool. Um, transactional is where you're helping them with some specific thing. Like you're helping them to get funding, or you're helping them to launch a product, or you're helping them to get into stores that are physical stores, or uh, anything like that. And then there's performance consulting, which is the highest paying, which is where you basically say, I'm gonna come in, and I'm going to perform, and I'm gonna take this company to the next level, and you can show them the charts that I showed you a little bit ago and say, I'm gonna help you take your company valuation from 2.5, where it should be right now, to a 10. What do you think about that? Is that valuable to people? I mean, it really is, right? 
So a couple of case studies just in deals that I've done in these different areas so you can get an idea. Um, there's an online music um, instruction advisory. I came in, I got three points in a $20 million business. An e-commerce company where I did operational consulting, 10% in a $30 million business. This is all this year, by the way. Real estate services, a transactional deal, 5% in a $30 million business. And then uh, business services, that's a larger business. They're doing about $96 million a year and making a lot of, um, of profit. I got 10% equity in that. From an income standpoint, this is cool too, because here's the de-dancing verification of this, right? This is, this is cool because when you get the equity, now you have income from your ownership interest. So you did the service, but you continue to get paid forever. That's kind of cool. So an e-commerce event, uh, $25,000 consult upfront, then $72,500 last month, which was the first month. This month, it should be the same. A business services company, $25,000 initial consult, $80,000 a month to me, right? Every month. Uh, tax services company, $200,000 for the consult. It was a lot that I had to do there, so I charged. I actually quoted a fee thinking that they would say no, and they said yes, and then you're like, ah, darn it. Um, and that's, uh, that was 1.8, 1 1 uh, 50%, 900000 So what can you consult on? Almost anything. So if you're stuck now saying, yeah, but I don't think I can do this, you already know how to do a whole bunch of things. And so you can consult on any of these things from strategy and leadership and innovation, recruiting, expansion, all of these things. There's 27 different things here that I did this morning, made a list of that you can consult on because it's easy if you just start thinking about it. So there's all 27, oh, there's all 27, right? But that's only a partial list. Right? Under marketing, there's a thousand things that you could add. So whatever skills you guys have, you just take those and turn that into the thing that you're going to consult about because there are people that don't know what you know. You don't value what you know as much because you know it, right? The, even, I think, the rocket scientist and the brain surgeon, they're like, yeah, well, it was very simple, you know? Because <laughs> they've done it a few times so they know how to do it, right? So understand the worth of what you know. That's a big deal. Who are you going to consult with? Okay, let's, let's see who your clients might be. The very first thing you want to ask is, what industry do I want to be in? And you can make a list of those, right? You can say, what are the roles and titles of the people that I will help? That might be as simple as entrepreneur, but it might be as specific as global distribution manager, right? Whatever it is that you're good in, it might for a lot of us be chief marketing officer, okay? Then you want to say, well, what am I going to do for them specifically? And then what are the benefits that they will get from what I do? So for me, I just brainstormed a whole bunch of things. I was like, okay, marketing sales, uh, SaaS sales, business SaaS, residential commercial real estate, et cetera. My roles, entrepreneurs, founders, business owners, people that want to buy businesses, et cetera. What am I going to do? I'm going to help them find money, get money, identify opportunities, grow scale. And what are the benefits they're going to get? Return to profitability for me is a big one because I get a lot of people that come in and they're like, we did $3 million last year in sales and we lost $200,000. How did that happen? And it's amazing, like you do this a few times and the things that you know, like maybe it's for them as simple as you guys look and say, well, what's your funnel look like? Well, our funnel looks like this. And then you apply the digital marketer uh, value, customer value journey. And you're like, you have no value ladder. I had a real estate SaaS company that came to me. They were doing $3 million a year in sales, losing $200,000 in profit. So 200,000 loss, right? They, their value ladder didn't exist. And they were smart. 
they still are, right? They they were like they were doing affiliate stuff, and they had uh, sponsors that were paying, and they did a licensing deal. They did all kinds of things to make money, but they never looked at the core of the business and said, "What is our value ladder?" So we added the value ladder uh, to give them higher priced products, and I get to appear to be a genius. It's pretty simple, though, right? You know, hey, what if you sold something more expensive? And now they have gone to over a million dollars in profitability with just adding that one thing. So when you make your list of things, you'll see, man, there's a lot of stuff that I can really do. And then create your service tagline. I help this specific type of client to achieve this specific type of benefit. So it might be, I help e-commerce uh, entrepreneurs launch in big box stores, or I help gym owners double their membership, or I help entrepreneurs scale their media two times and cut their CAC, their customer acquisition cost by 50%. You guys can do all of those things, right? It's just, I help blank to blank. Now you gotta go get clients, okay? That's impossible, right? Well, I mean, you're all marketers, so my guess is you can all do that okay pretty, pretty much anyway. Um, but let's take a look, because I like data-based or data-backed decisions. So when I think about what are the clients that I'm gonna get, I'm like, okay, well, geez, there's this really big one called referrals, so I should probably think about where I can get referrals. Um, you can see cold calling is on there. I don't really care for that, but, um, but some people like it. Neil in our sales booth, he loves cold calling. Um, company branding, digital, those are kind of the big ones. So I'm like, okay, these are the sources of clients that work the best for me. Um, what about referral sources? Because referrals was a huge thing there. Well, past clients, accountants, financial advisors, and attorneys and lenders are giant referral sources for you. So in your network that you already have now that you might not even realize you have on social, just start making relationships with these kinds of people, okay? They will, they will, naturally send you business because they already, they are centers of influence. They already have the customers that you want, okay? Um, and then how marketing-wise, tactically, networking again, number one, but then digital target mailers. We still use target mailers, um, company branding, etc. So there's a lot of ways that you can get these clients. But here's the cool thing, and this is what I, I didn't realize until I made the decision to charge this half-day thing, is that you already have a huge supply of clients that you haven't really thought about. My favorite one, oh, uh, and one rule, is just don't forget that all equity and no cash means you're broke, okay? So I have given you, if nothing else, take from this today the formula for how to be broke. You can say, Roland Frazier taught me how to be broke, okay? You're welcome. All equity and no cash is typically I'm broke because you don't, you need cash to survive, right? So don't just take equity because a lot of equity deals, when you do that, won't pay off. You got to get the cash up front because if you got the cash up front, they're serious. They have enough money to actually give you cash up front, which means they're not broke, right? And they have skin in the game so that now they're much more likely to listen to you and take your advice and see how valuable what you have to offer is so that now they're like, oh, that really worked and I did it and hey, we actually made money, so I'd like to give you some equity in my company. Okay, so my least favorite person, right? Can I pick your brain? Sounds painful, should be illegal, right? Can I pick your brain people though, can be now, for me, somebody I'm actually happy to hear. Because can I pick your brain is I need help. So what I do is all brain pickers now get this from me. So on social, I'll frequently get can I pick your brain? Or somebody will come up to me and say, can I pick your brain? And I say, 
and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to read it, I'm going to say generally what I say is along the lines of, hey, that's exciting, I would love the opportunity to, to help you with that. The way I do that is with a half-day consult, it's up to four hours, and the investment is $25,000. Investment, not fee. It's important because it needs to be an investment. I want them to think of me as an investment, okay? Um, and um, after our initial meeting, we can see where to go from there, right? Which my goal is, and I tell them, I say, my evil plan I'm going to fully disclose to you is that I would like to razzle-dazzle-frazzle you to decide that you should give me equity in your business, okay? And then if they say I would never do that, you can decide whether you want to accept them or not, okay? I have found that many people who say I would never do that are then begging you to give you equity after you consult with them and help them. So that, it's not a, uh, something that I would typically say no to just because of that. Um, then I say if this sounds like a fit, let me know and I will email you wiring instructions and the one-page agreement. That's really important because that says there's not going to be any BS back and forth and you're going to get free. And I've, I had somebody recently, uh, actually my most recent uh, consult last week, uh, did this. It's like, yeah, I want to hop on a 10-minute call with you and, uh, and my CFO, blah, blah, blah. I said, no. If it's something you know you want to do, do it. Do you feel I can add the value? Oh, yeah, but I just need to call I said, okay, cool. Then send me the money and sign the contract, right? And then again, I got another one from him and he's like, okay, listen, I just need a 30 minute call with my business partner so that, you know, so we can sell them on this. And I said, look, if you're not sold, this isn't for you. Boy, the power of that takeaway is strong, right? Five minutes later, after I texted him that, he said, okay, I'm wiring you the money today and here's the agreement. Okay. So stick to your guns on this because people will bleed you dry. Not because they're evil. It's just because it's easier, right? It's easier. So I send this to anybody that asks across any social media, any email, in person, anything, and you'll see it again and again. The other is, can I ask you a question, right? Can I ask you a question, people? I love, I love helping people, but I can't spend all my time answering those questions because, and, and my favorite are the prospectors that are like on LinkedIn, can we hop on a call? No, never. I'm never gonna hop on a call with you, right? So these people too, you send them the same thing, right? Send them the same, this is the same one. I just, I just gave it to you multiple times, right? People that offer you equity in their deals, right? A lot of people will come to you once you start doing this and say, hey, I would love to give you equity in my deals so that you can do all the work and make me super rich. Is that cool? They don't say it that way, but that's really what they mean, right? And they will be happy to have you do that. And again, no, tell you what, 25 grand. We'll look at the deal, and if it looks like something that makes sense to be involved in together, we can do that, but we should for sure date before we get married, right? You might hate me, you know? Um, then there's clients from strategic relationships. So a really fantastic way to get clients. But all that, those first three, by the way, are people you should already have. How many of you have had somebody say, can I pick your brain? Can I ask you a question? Can you give me advice? Okay, everybody except you, and, and I'm sorry that people don't like you. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, so now then we go into, okay, well, maybe if I want to take a little bit more proactive approach. So you can JV with people that already have your target market. So this is an event you can see that's coming up September 23rd and 24th that is the second event that I'm doing with somebody that has a very big uh, presence in e-commerce. And so he already knew all these people. And he said, that's really cool what you're doing with the, consul with the consulting thing. Should I do that too? And I said, you should for sure do it. But you're really good at e-commerce, not business. I'm decent at business. What if you put on an event using all of your contacts and you charge the money and we split the profits from it 
and then we offer the, the consults at 25K, but we do them for two hours instead of four hours, and they're still 25, and then we offer exit services to all these e-commerce companies because everybody wants to buy an Amazon FBA company now, but a lot of people don't know how to sell them for the right price. So what we did is he said, okay. So he literally just got on the phone and called people he knew and said, I'm doing this thing and this is what we're gonna do. He put up a web page, and we did the uh, thing. We sold uh, 25 seats at $5,000 a piece. And then uh, it cost us $5,000 to rent the, um, the room at the Ritz-Carlton with AV for two days to do this. Very simple because it's a small thing. It's not a big event. Small events are awesome for getting together. But I didn't have to call anybody. I did the first time. Uh, we did it virtually last month. Uh, we sold it out. He sent me $60,000. And then we had one uh, 25K consult. He sold me, sent me 12,500 for. And then we have the event, which we held. I spoke twice for an hour, right? Twice for an hour for $72,500 is okay, virtually. This one, I have to drive up to a really nice hotel on the beach an hour from my house and hang out for two days. And I'm still gonna speak twice and I'll still only get 72,500, but every set, this is a writer downer, every $72,500 helps, okay? Every 72,500 helps. But what's cool is that then we, and so what I would suggest for you to do this is take your thing that you're good at and find out who's got your ideal consulting clients for the skills that you're good at, right? And then say, let's do a little small event where you fill it and people come, we'll split it 50-50 after costs, and then we can offer these consults to help them with their business and hopefully get equity in a bunch of companies, okay? Don't charge less than 2,000 for it because you won't get the people that you want. You want people who are successful enough to value the small nature and intimate nature of the event that value what you have to offer and your partner enough to pay at least 2,000, charge between two and 10K for that event. You can see we charge five for this. And then have an upsell at the event. The upsell can be a consult. It could also be a mastermind. My, my partner in this decided that he wanted to do a mastermind because we really want eight and nine figure Amazon people that we can help exit. And we'll typically get 10% of the company as a transactional consultant on the exit. So if we help 25 companies exit at an average of, I don't know, let's say it's a million a piece, but these are, these are gonna sell for a whole lot more than that. That'd be 25 million, that'd be 2.5 million that we were splitting if we sucked, right? But it's probably closer to 12 million that we'll end up from this, right? And again, every 12 million helps. It actually helps more than every 72,500. A lot of people get that mixed up, okay? So, but here's the thing is that you have the ability to value ladder your consulting along the way as well. And all of this is without me ever having a marketing funnel without ever paying for advertising, without ever split testing, or even getting on the phone to sell something, right? And I only have to show up for a few hours. You can do the same thing. And even if it's not at that scale, even if it's, you made 25 grand, you know? I mean, come on. It's like most people feel that if they can add an extra 10,000 a month to their take home, that that will be meaningful. It's kind of impossible not to do that with this model, okay? So um, uh, the, the rest I already told you, basically. And that's, that's, so that's been about 300 grand for me in the last 30 days, okay? So that's 
just one of those people. So now what I'm doing is I'm looking at people that have relationships in the SaaS area and people that have relationships in all kinds of other areas. So I have 10 of these partners because I would rather make 10 million a month than, you know, than 300,000. Clients from content marketing. Another thing that you can do, this is something you guys should all know, but be sure that you are taking advantage of how it can generate customers for you. And remember the model is everybody that reaches out from this, you send that little blurb that says, the way I do that is a half-day console. I charge this much, right? Okay. Um, social media content marketing, you can see a link in your bio to whatever resource adds them to your funnel. For me, the funnel is Get Epic Challenge, which is a challenge that we do once a month, showing people how to acquire businesses with no money out of pocket. Um, then podcasts, any podcasts that you've got. We have one called Business Lunch. Um, this is a sneaky trick that, um, that we use for podcasts, by the way. The way that you get Richard Branson on your podcast is you have an event that somebody else is doing or that you are doing, and you have that event be able to have some sort of business celebrity or celebrity in your niche come. That event pays for that. The person comes and you do a live on stage, like we're doing today with Martha Stewart, um, a live on stage interview for the podcast, or like we did yesterday for Chip Wilson, right? Or like we're going to do tomorrow for, I can't tell you who the surprise guest is. Did you guys, I don't know if you guys know, um, but you'll hear it here first if you don't. Um, Snoop has the COVIDs, and so he's not going to be able to make it. He's going to come next year, uh, and he's going to do a video announcement of that. And we have a, um, we have a really cool special guest that is going to come instead of him, who we're not going to tell you who it is because I think it's going to be a really cool surprise for you. But anyway, everybody that we have on stage here or anybody that I interview anywhere at an event is part of the podcast. So now I've been able to have Richard Branson and Arnold Schwarzenegger and a bunch of other people on the podcast without having to pay them to do it. And I probably wouldn't have ever gotten them before, but that alone has blown up the subscription to the podcast. And now a lot of people contact me and say, hey, I love the way that you interviewed so-and-so. I'd love to talk to you about maybe working with you. And then I send them what? The way I do that is it's a $25 half day, right? Um, so whatever, uh, whatever you do, you just want to give them a way to get a hold of you and get them into your marketing funnel if you don't have a direct conversation. Speaking and um, guest appearing on podcasts is super easy. I, I don't like doing it because it takes so much time, but I do try to do a few of them a month. Um, you find that once you get into doing podcasts, you could probably do one or three every single day. Um, it's a lot. If you think it's impossible, then there's services that you can retain inexpensively. Get Magic is one that Steve Sims and a lot of people I know use. Um, and another is Perry Belcher's company, um, his VA company, Scalewind. I would definitely talk to Perry about that. If you want to get on a bunch of podcasts, just get a VA to start reaching out. Make the list of your ideal customer, make a list of all those podcasts, and then have an outreach campaign from your email. Okay, same CTA. YouTube and TikTok, Rachel Peterson, hopefully you guys all heard. If you didn't, you definitely should watch it. Um, got up here and she helps us do this. Um, but on YouTube and TikTok and all of the other uh, socials, link in bio, right? So the link in bio, again, is designed to get them into your funnel. So all of this just creates the people who are saying, can I pick your brain? Can I ask you a question? And, um, and uh, the other things that, oh, can I give you equity in my company, right? That's what's generally going to happen as you do this, okay? So across all those. And then um, the one thing that I want to share with you that I think is really, really cool that is very effective is um, direct response cold traffic. And so this is basically reaching out via DMs on social. 
So I'll kind of walk you through this. Um, the way you find out how do you know who to DM is you do it through hashtag research. So you can use a tool like keywordtool.io um, or your favorite keyword tool and then search by hashtags. And you can see if I look for e-commerce, it's e-commerce business. Does this have a, yeah. It's e-commerce business, 718,000 posts. So I would definitely be looking at people who are posting under that. So here I, I chose e-commerce, e-commerce business, website, uh, tips. Um, commerce store though is the one that I really like. 148,000 posts. People that own e-commerce stores are probably gonna tag themselves e-commerce store. That's a good potential customer for me, right? So then I'm gonna say, okay, uh, oh, here's another one, e-commerce entrepreneur. I love that. So um, you can search on Instagram as well, right, for hashtags if you don't wanna use a keyword tool, okay? Then you can see I found a whole bunch of people that are giving you examples of their e-commerce stores. That is somebody I can help, right? I know how to help that person. Well, now you can reach out to those people and start having a conversation with them. And when I say you, I mean somebody that's doing this for you, okay? Not you. So you wanna close consulting mastermind or intensive sales either on the phone from this or via text or in the, uh, in the app. So here's kind of a walkthrough of one that one of my friends sent me. He said, he just started out, his, his uh, brand is a little different, but he said, what's up, bro? That's not him, that's the VA. And he's like, I would never say that, so my VA is not gonna ever be allowed to say what's up, bro, again. But, what's up, bro? What's going on? Not much, right? That's the opening. Then we get to the credibility intro. He says, not much, don't know if you know anything about me, been in the game for a long time, flipped over 7,000 houses, wanna reach out and introduce myself. Cool, credibility, whatever your credibility is. Then, more reason why to connect, right? I'm the founder of the Blankety Blank Mastermind. Since 2012, we've been around. My team does research on people in the industry that they think, this is the, the connection, right? That they think would be good, so I wanted to reach out and see if you'd like to come as my guest at the end of the month. Where and when, then call to qualify. Okay, for sure. Again, he's not jumping on the phone. This is gonna either be if you've got a salesperson, a salesperson, or if it's you and you're good on the phone, it can be you, or you can do it through a salesperson through text or DM, which is what I prefer, um, or you can do it. But anyway, any of those combinations is fine. The goal is you wanna qualify them to be sure that it works. So for sure, need to jump on a call before. I just wanna to get to know anybody before we invite them to come check it out. Let me know if you wanna chat. We can talk later today, then set a time for the call and then close and follow up. And this was something that, by the way, was a $40,000 wire that happened over two hours. $40,000 wire that happened over two hours, okay? So I've got so many people who are selling this way successfully, I really wanted to share this with you. It is ridiculously effective. It is helpful if you have a verified account so that they know that it's not a scam. Right, so that they know it's actually you and not somebody else. It's also helpful if somebody knows that you're doing this, like if you teach people how to do it at a conference or something, that you have a verified account so that other people can't say they're you, okay? Um, but step two now, get paid. So you set your half day fee, I would suggest that you not make it less than $1,500 because if it's less than $1,500, then you're not gonna get anybody that's likely to have enough of a business to be worth you doing something with and you send the same thing that I've given you 20 times now to them, right? This is a very, very repeatable model, okay? 
And then um, I use a half-day uh, half consulting agreement. It's one page long. The only things you want to be sure that you cover for sure are that you define what you're going to do. To me, the, what the scope of the consult is I'm going to meet with you for four hours. We'll talk about anything that you want to talk about. We can meet with four, for four hours all at once, or we can do two hours now and an hour later and an hour later, however you want to do it, okay? Then the time limit, four hours or whatever you want it to be, exclude advice that creates liability. So say, I don't give legal, accounting, financial, medical, you know, architectural, psychological, et cetera, advice that creates liability. So you don't have that. You want to exclude any, any advice that requires a license. And you want to limit your liability in your contract to the amount of fee you get paid. So somebody doesn't say, hey, I paid you $10,000 for this consult, and then my website went down, and, uh, and so I've lost, I believe, $10 billion in, in uh, income that I would have received if it hadn't gone down. This just completely eliminates that. Here's your 10 grand back. We're good. Uh, exclude any incidental damages. And I don't include a non-disclosure in the document. I have people that ask for it, and if they ask for it, I will give it to them. But it's not something to me that you should offer unless somebody asks for it, because why have additional liability for yourself? I mean, you're not going to share any information you get inappropriately with somebody else, but you might as well protect yourself. And then you might also want to have a non-circumvention po poaching deal that says that anybody you introduce them to, they're not going to go around and hire them uh, if you've got valuable people. You send that agreement and wiring instructions. You don't give any advice until you get payment. Remember my story about the guy, right? You just keep on, on track. And then um, get equity. The equity, decide how much equity you want. It's very, very simple. I use this worksheet. What's my income goal? How much money do I want to get from this deal? And then what is the target EBITDA that we identified earlier, right? And then if we divide the income goal by the target EBITDA, that's going to tell us our target equity. So let's say that I want to get $10,000 a month out of this deal. My target EBITDA is $1.2 million. My target equity is 10%. Right? This just helps you figure out how much equity would you like to get in the deal. Um, and then the structure of the deal, I mentioned there's four types. Advisory, that's typically one quarter point to 5%. One quarter point to 5% just to give advice on whatever you're good at. Operating deals are a little bit different because you're going to do some more work in the company. So those are typically 5 to 25%. The transactional deals where you're helping with funding or exiting or uh, a, a kind of a one-time thing. That's 1% to 20%. I know that's a very broad range, but there's a very broad range of things you might do for this. And then my favorite, which is the performance deal, which is you're earning into equity because you're going to make the business bigger. Those are, I mean, 5% I would never do unless it was a giant company. Uh, but 5% of a billion dollar company is probably worth doing, right? Uh, to 75%. So a lot of these ranges happen because of that. So step one, get clients. Step two, get paid. Step three, Get equity, really, really simple, repeatable formula. Uh, if you'd like help doing this stuff yourself, feel free to come by and chat with us over at the DM uh, or Scalable booth. If you're certified partners, this is a ridiculously easy way for you to build wealth that you would never otherwise build. And I hope that you guys have found this valuable. And if you do this, when you do this, please, please, please message me and let me know that you did it and how it's working for you because that's very, very fulfilling to share this stuff and then see the people who are using it successfully. Thank you. What if three days could change the course of your business in 2023? 
Get Scalable Live is where you'll gain great clarity on the next steps that will help you create the business, life, and wealth you deserve. Connect with business owners and entrepreneurs just like you, hungry for advice, proven strategies, and necessary connections to grow a business. Literally, million-dollar conversations are happening in the hallways, in the bathrooms, across tables. Get Scalable Live at Fairmont Austin, November 2nd through 4th. Tickets are on sale now at GetScalableLive.com.